0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of the podcast Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told. So lovely to have you. We're in March. It's been a year. (laughs) I have conflicting feelings, you know. Of course, a year away from normal life has been tough, but... I look outside, it's starting to get warm, I went for an epic walk yesterday, the sun is shining, I'm feeling a little bit of hopefulness, you know, and speaking of hopefulness, positive, awesome people, we have a great episode today, John Foreman of Switchfoot, of awesome solo stuff, new record, Departures, out now, check it out, he is here it's a great conversation. We go deep. We talk about all kinds of stuff. There's a couple little treats in here as well. I absolutely love this one. I did it live on Twitch. Now there's a couple little visual things I know maybe aren't the same. I think you can kind of picture it in your head. I I try to do you know that for my podcast people, but I do want to encourage everybody to head over to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Told, Give me a follow. It's completely free and every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am doing live podcasts with video and it's really great. Next week I have Kyle from Picturesque coming on Tuesday and the week after I have Nothing Nowhere. Pretty massive. I'm pretty excited for these. So yeah, what are you waiting for? Twitch.tv slash Told. If you think you're too old for Twitch or something like that, or it's just like kids playing video games, you are completely wrong. Twitch has changed. It's an amazing platform. And like our guest today, super positive, uplifting. I'm a huge fan. So I'm going to say that link for the third time. Twitch.tv slash Shane told a shout out to all my homies in the all access club as well. That's a paid thing. For as little as $6 a month, you can be a part of the All Access Club. Get bonus content, bonus episodes, access to an amazing community, merchandise, and more. All the information for that is at com slash access. February was a busy month, man. All that Silverstein stuff was pretty crazy. I'm looking forward to March and some warm weather so if you guys want to get in touch with me as well, you can email me syndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. Follow me on socials. Do the whole thing. Yada yada yada. <laughs> but seriously, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Without further ado, here is my conversation with John Foreman of Switchfoot. We How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm in space, right? Like what's not, what's better than space? There's no COVID up here. So I've always
1: wondered, what does it feel like to just be floating?
0: Oh, it's good, right? It's like- <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh. Okay, pull me back. Pull me back. I, okay.
1: Almost I lost hear me there. you Almost sleep really me. well because you. The most common reason why you wake up, um, is you have to go to the bathroom, and in space, apparently that's really not a factor because there's there's not really any pressure, so you you just sleep longer. I, I don't know. This is this is not. I've never been to space. It's just what they tell me. So. It makes it makes some somewhat of sense, yeah. Yeah, you know. So you have to tell me next time you go to space, does that do you sleep well? You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember we have a really cool astronaut from Canada. His name's Chris Hadfield, and mm. the reason I know so much about him is because he went to my high school. Whoa. Um, okay. Obviously, a, a, he's older than me, but yeah. So so we were always we learned about this cool guy. It's like it was like, hey, you know, you could have a future too, because you you know, an astronaut went to the school. But he's actually, like, the coolest astronaut ever. He's up there in space writing songs. Like, he's got a guitar in space. No way. Of course, he's from Canada. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Right. And um, he was showing, I remember he was showing on on video all these, like, different ways to exercise in space. Because I guess when you don't have gravity pulling you down all the time, your muscles, like, don't, I guess you don't have the same amount of muscle work that you just have, you know, on your body all the time. So that I thought that that was a really interesting thing, but
2: yeah.
1: So. See, you got to get your workout video going, your
0: Canadian songwriting on, you know, the whole thing. That's right. No, exactly. No, yeah, he's a cool guy. Chris Hadfield, shout out. Everyone wants him to be the next prime minister. Okay. I don't think, I don't think like just because people want you to be, you should be. <laughs> or maybe you should be. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't cave. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I'm here with John Foreman of Switchfoot. Uh, I got a cool little banner I can put up too. Look at this! Look how professional we are. Whoa! I know. He just did it like that. I know, right? It's it's. Oh, I had it typed up already, but uh, it's good. Hello, everyone in the chat and um, on Twitch, and everybody listening on the podcast side of things, and this is exciting. We we um, you know, John, been a big fan of yours a long time. Really, really love your whole career trajectory and and everything you've done. It's been kind of a wild ride, and I don't even know where to start. But maybe let's just start with some of the stuff you're doing right now. A new solo record, which you know you're no stranger to the solo side of things. Uh, I I read you sold over three hundred thousand solo records, which is crazy. Um, congratulations I, on that. I don't know. That sounds like fake news. I'm not sure <laughs> that. Yeah. But but you know this this record departures. It's I listened to it a couple times through. It's it's really got something. It's got kind of a haunting character to it. It's sort of like it's, even in some ways that it's mellow, you kind of can't turn away from it. And that, it really grabbed me. I'm
1: honored, man. Yeah, this is like definitely the late night labor of love. Like, you know, that for a lot of us, we, this last year, you couldn't sleep. You're, I I was struggling with like anxiety and all sorts of things. And Mm -hmm. for me, I would just, like go to the studio late at night and and I feel that when I listen back to it it feels like a late night kind of album.
0: Yeah, I can I can hear that too. I can I can absolutely. You know, so yeah, walk me through this whole last year for you, I guess. Because you know, you guys tour a lot, you do a lot of things, you know, and all of a sudden March comes around, things get shut down. Where were you at March middle of March last year and what kind of plans initially, you know, got got crushed for you?
1: Yeah, so we were like every band we were on tour <laughs> somewhere, right? Yep. Um, we had just come. It, it's it's odd to say it because it feels like I'm I'm looking back and I'm like, did we actually do that? We were on a rock boat with um, oh, Need wow. to Breathe and a bunch of other bands. And we we're in the middle of the ocean in the Caribbean and we we're hearing rumors about this virus and this, that, the other, and we get to shore and fly home. And that was it. Just everything locked down right after that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see that here. January 28th was the last day on the rock boat. And yeah. So at least you guys got to go home. You weren't, <laughs> you know, no, it so wasn't like, we, it was like, had, you can't
1: dock. It wasn't, you know, we weren't like mid-cycle because um, I have a lot of friends and they were like, they just put their record out and, um, you know, like, all right, let's do this. Colony House, Tyson Mossenbacher, um, Group Love, all these bands that, great albums that really kind of didn't get their, their fair shake because yeah. it p- came out
0: right before this whole thing locked down, yeah, you know? That's, that's my band, March 6th, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right there with you. Yeah. No, it's, it sucked, man. It sucked. And yeah, everything we knew about what to do as a band putting out an album or you you put out an album and you, you, you tour or at minimum you do, you know, whatever promo, you know, radio shows or, or what, you know, whatever you're supposed to do. It's like, okay, no, now actually you just sit at home and you figure (laughs) out how to promote yourself on the internet, I guess. Which we did, and you know, which you guys have done too. You guys have done tons of live stream stuff. I think I just saw you did one just about a week ago. Yeah, for "Beautiful Letdown," right?
1: So we're just about to do one from, for "Beautiful Letdown" okay. later this month. Okay. Um, which, yeah, it came out uh, several years ago. <laughs> I think 18 years ago. Uh, this month, and so yeah, we're, I'm, it's funny. Like learning all these old songs, you're like okay how does this go again and actually i'm doing a live stream today for the solo project so oh nice we've got a couple friends gonna join me and, and that's gonna be good i mean i i do think it is that thing so i have a a plaque back here i i hand painted a sign i went crazy and i made this thing i'm gonna get up and show it to yeah you. i'd love to see it <laughs> because i feel like it represents the year um It is a Hemingway quote from The Old Man and the Sea. Okay. And the quote is, I don't know if you can read it, now is no time to think of what you do not have. Think of what you can do with what there is. Yeah, man. And I feel like that was like the year that we had. It was like, okay, think of what you can do with what there is. And so that's kind of, I believe that music has, a power to bring people together music and sports are that place where you can have different ideologies different ethnicities different religious backgrounds different politics and you stand next to someone in like fist bump hug high five sing arm in arm and um remember that we're not that different and i feel like for me we were like okay we still have a job to do how do we bring people together even if we can't be in the same room and so that's kind of what the live stream represents for me
0: no I, absolutely man you say that record came out 18 years ago and you i can see sort of a fondness in your eyes you know you kind of looked up and you sort of smiled and you know the the memories co- come flooding back i'm sure of what that time was like and I'm surprised that you had to rem- like remember the songs. I feel like over the last 18 years, you would have played that record for another anniversary. Is this the first time you've done it?
1: Yeah, it's the first time. Wow. Yeah, um, which is fun. You know, it's fun to look. I, so that those are things that we probably never would have done it if it wouldn't have been for the year that we've had. And so again, I'm trying to look at the the glass half full, the silver lining. You know, and I do think that there's so many things that came out of this that I'm, I don't want to miss the moment, you know, like it's not going to happen again. So, um, I'm thankful for example, that I've been surfing more than I've ever surfed, you know, like yeah. usually we're on tour in January and this January was phenomenal. So I was able to be home for it. What a gift, right? That,
0: right, <laughs> right. For, no, for sure. I, and, and all the musicians I've talked to that are, you know, we're all around the same age. I'm not sure. I think you're a little older than me. I just turned 40. And, and, you know, when you've been doing this a long time, this is the most time off at this point. I think almost everyone will say it's the most time off they've had. And there is a lot of beautiful things in the world that we've, you know, just unfortunately not been able to embrace as much as other people, you know, Um, being home for... You know, just just all kinds of holidays and stuff too, and all that, and now now all of a sudden, well, I guess we're home for them and we can't celebrate them, but that's that's besides the point. But you know, it, it really is true though. There is is a lot of things, a lot of silver linings to take out of this thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I think um, I don't know. I I, I think for me, I I feel so fortunate to be able to kind of um, pour all the darkness and depression and frustration and anger and whatever else into the music and find a healthy outlet for it. Um, I feel like that, that has helped me. um, I don't know where, what I would do without that, without being able to put it into a song and kind of successfully let it go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't think that was kind of what this solo project was for me. was like, okay, how do I enunciate this? Present it, um, dig through this whatever darkness I'm feeling, and and get it out into the light. You know,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, you talk about you know the record and the, the history that you have, and and I wouldn't mind going back to the beginning and talking about kind of your early you know entry into the music world. I, I find it so interesting. You know, not only that you're you're in a band with your brother. But you know, your father has been super supportive. Um, I found his little his profile on his on his church um, page where he talks about you know you guys and spending late hours in the studio and and surfing is you know important to him in his life too and and I think that that's a really cool thing and just just the I guess the foundation that you were built on um, you know with your family and that kind of translating into your career as well it seems really important and I think something that should be mentioned you know when we talk about kind of your your entry into this whole thing
1: yeah i mean it is funny like um first of all even just talking about this in some form of like that anyone would care about it is odd to be. oh yeah (laughs) it seems so pedantic and like i don't know like but if yeah so my i'm always um but i'm always open to talk about it like my upgroup bringing my dad, uh, he, when I first started playing guitar, he taught me to play Stairway to Heaven because I wanted to learn Stairway and I love Zeppelin and the Beatles, which is the most unremarkable thing ever, right? Like, your dad teaching you how to play Stairway is like, that sounds like pretty much any kid who learned how to play guitar. The difference being, my dad is a pastor and um, a lot of, I, I remember going to youth group Um, junior high like playing zeppelin riffs and they're like whoa 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 you know like you can't play that here right (laughs) that's the wrong the wrong flavor the wrong wrong brand and um i think the difference was my dad was like oh i mean let's let's talk about the lyrics let's talk about you know what do you think about it uh when he says Gollum, the evil one crept up and Uh, stole away with her like he's you know like what what is that is that cool to reference lord of the rings is that weird (laughs) is that great songwriting is it you know and i think just kind of rather than seeing it in this didactic binary code of like you're with us or against us um good bad um just thinking in terms of like helpful unhelpful that's kind of how we grew up and um, we we played everywhere as kids we'd play coffee shops we'd play bars we'd play um, churches we'd play bar mitzvahs we played frat parties you know and, and it didn't really feel that weird to us we were just like yeah here's another song and um, I think it wasn't until later that we saw how um, people are a little bit more closed minded that in, right. in general right. people want to put boxes on
0: things right well yeah and i I'm, I'm i'm glad it wasn't your dad trying to dissect lyrics to you know the lemon song or uh or something like that uh, but uh, i love the way you squeeze all my lemon i wonder what that's about um,
1: yeah. which wasn't actually his lyrics oh no oh no yeah oh, i love no, the little he's, lesson he's, that bit. was a blue an old blue standard so, uh, you have okay, to there you go. discuss whose
0: lemon we're talking about at this point, you know. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but but no, man, it's true, and, and it's a little bit cliche that the, band, the Christian band from San Diego, you know, are like the more relaxed, like laissez-faire, like it's cool, you know. But I'm sure when you guys first toured, you know, into the Bible Belt in those areas, you must have seen how different, you know, everyone kind of still, you know, in a lot of ways – you're all like on the same side, right? But then people can start to put in rules in place and it can start to get a lot more, I don't know if militant's the right word, but, but different.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, um, the funny thing is for me, I, I feel like, um, it's such a larger conversation, like to put the adjective Christian on something is something that, that, people do all the time. That's Christian this, that's Christian that. And I'm a little bit more reticent to do it. I feel like it, it has to be like, it's, it's, it's more like question is like, is this, is this uh representative of faith or a genre that's, that's used to sell things? Right. Does that make sense? Like, am I using this to sell a toothpaste or uh, like, how can a cord be Christian? How can a, how can a guitar is this is this a Christian beverage? You know, like it really gets really shady. I think it really comes down to how, how do we treat people? And that's ultimately is it Christ like or not? And then it that's a lot more easy to discuss. Like, yeah, that guy he was he represented himself in a way that felt loving and self sacrificial. Absolutely. Rather than like, was that song um, I don't know. It, it's very, very shady and gray in that area for me.
0: No, for sure. No, I. I uh, and while we're on the topic for your dad, your dad even wrote a couple books, including one called Never Say No, Raising Big Picture Kids. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Your dad wrote a book about how to raise kids, you know, seeing the big picture, and Never Say No. It sounds like that's pretty much right on, right? Like showing you Led Zeppelin, you know. Um, obviously, you are a big picture kind of dude too. So this is, I think that's really, really interesting. I don't know when he wrote the book, but it's, it's cool. I, I love that.
1: No, he's a good guy, and um, still really, really close with my folks. I, I think they were also supportive in the, in especially in the early days. I see like kind of um, band parents because we were so young, we were just kids. Um, they, they get really involved, like kind of heavy handed, start, you know, and, and there's no, no right or wrong way to do anything. I've got a, a daughter of my own, um, but I was really thankful that they kind of just let us go and just be like, yeah, go do it. You got it. You know, it was like yeah. that freedom. It yeah. felt like uh, I'm, I'm looking at other parents that are involved in their kids lives in that way. And I'm really thankful that we were able to, Explore and make our own mistakes, I suppose.
0: For sure. I think it's changed so much too now. I mean, I just look at kids, you know, and I don't have any, but my sister has three, and I look at kind of what they're allowed to do or the rules placed on them, and it seems a lot crazier. Like, I remember being a kid, and I don't know, I just go on my bike. No one really knew where I was going, and I'd come back before dark, and that was that, you know? And it yeah. seems like these days, oh, yeah. there's no way that happens anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't even
1: like, even just letting your kid like just wander around on the internet that's scary enough right
0: (laughs) that's true that's probably where it's part of where it stems from
1: right yeah i mean the world has changed a lot um i try not to be reactionary and like um amish you know where you're like nothing we're just shutting it down right you know (laughs) um but it is like it is a thing where i I do want to be thoughtful about the way that i'm interfacing with with things um even trying to i mean is it healthy for me to be looking at the news every few minutes you know especially in this time of lockdown i i had to kind of make some boundaries and say okay i gotta take a break from the news for a couple hours and be able to let my mind be at peace thinking about surfing i mean surfing was that thing for me um the ocean shut down for a while for us they right. they shut down the beaches and the ocean and everything and, I was when they reopened the beaches. It was this like uh oh, deep breath where I was like, okay, I'm gonna make it because that was my, uh, my happy place, you know, where I could remind myself that there was a bigger story than, than, than this kind of screenshot, you know.
0: No, 100%, 100%. Yeah, no, I have that in my notes. You guys, literally in my notes, I have you guys love surfing. Um, and, you know, I know you guys do the Bro Am. You know, every year and 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 all, I mean all the charity work you do, which which I also think I have to give your father some props for that too. Putting that kind of mindset in, you know, I know he likes to travel to un- underprivileged parts of the world, and that's something that you guys have, you know, really found important. I think to give back to the community, and you know, not just your community, every community over the all over the world that you can. Where does that come from? That that not every band does that, you know. Um, I, I think there are a lot of
1: bands that do it. I mean, I think, um, I, I do think, so m- my heroes growing up were people that were finding a story that was bigger than themselves. And I mm-hmm. feel like that only happens when you're able to give, give yourself away in ways that are meaningful to the people around you to, to recognize that the community, the neighborhood you're in. Um, need you in a way that, that you are invaluable to that, to that part of the world. And, I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, the, the, the house I grew up in, this is a story that brags about my dad. I, I didn't know this story. I read about it in the paper. Okay. Um, it was back when, you know, the, the weekly, like, zine that would come out about your hometown music scene? I'm sure it exists okay. but I haven't seen it for a long time because I don't there's sure. no shows and <laughs> sure and everything's online but this was back when those things existed and in the article there's this band I think it was gratitude the band was gratitude um, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were touring through Southern California and it's told from their perspective and they their van broke down and my dad sees the van and trailer and he's like oh i know exactly what that is <laughs> he, he was in a band when he was young and yep. and um obviously from from us touring for years and years and he goes over and he's like hey can i help you guys and, and they're like "Ah, uh, yeah i mean not unless you can fix the engine that this thing just died and we have a show tonight at the casbah which is like our local um epic spot that everyone's played and he's like well hey you can borrow my minivan it's right over there i mean you might have to make a couple trips but wow um just just take it and um bring it back here and and put the keys in you know in the gas can and and and, uh good luck with your show tonight wow and they they I, i didn't find that out until the paper told that story, and I was just so proud of my dad. And I, I think that's kind of the house I grew up in was like, hey, if you have, if you have this, and you can share it with somebody, then um, let's go. And so that's the broam is basically our attempt to use music and surfing, which were the two things that kept me out of trouble when I was a kid, to help homeless and at-risk youth in our hometown. So we have a day that just celebrates them, usually is thousands and thousands of people on the beach in our hometown, surfing, it's a big party, a lot of bands, epic people have played it. But of course, the last year, and who knows, this year probably as well, it's been a virtual event that's still trying to raise money for these kids. Awesome. And you're invited. Maybe you, it'd be easier to attend this year because you can just just tune in, but um, yeah, it's it's a blast, man. I love
0: it. Well, it's easy to surf in space, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing a great Until job. You won't fall down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I've I um I've never attempted surfing. I mean, in Canada, not a lot of surfing happens up here. You know, I don't know anyone that surfed serves. Canada once. Oh, you have probably out like Vancouver? Vancouver
1: Island. I happened to be there. I didn't have a wetsuit, but there's a guy coming in with a surfboard, and I had a pair of trunks, and I'm like, it's freezing, but I just want to be able to say I surfed Canada, so I paddled out in trunks and caught my one wave and nice. said, "Yes,
0: there you go." I surfed Canada, but if you come to San Diego, I would love to teach you how to surf. Oh, Anytime. I will! I will hundred percent give you a call about that. I, I um, let's do it. Yeah, man. I, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be good. I'm not going to be good. <laughs> uh, do you, when you guys go on tour, do you ever like, you know elsewhere in the world that has surfing? You ever stay a few days extra, or come a few days early and try to, you know, hit up some surf places. You know, I think of like Australia mm-hmm. obviously or, or maybe in, in Southeast yeah. Asia.
1: Yeah, we actually made a film about it um a few years back called Fading West. And it features some of our favorite friends that are surfers as well, Tom Curran and Rob Machado and a bunch of heroes of ours. Um yeah we got to you know, like when you when you have the chance to kind of do the layover in Bali for a couple of days right. on your way back from India or something, you're like, yeah, you know, we probably should, you know, just just for a couple of days. So yeah, they, there's the problem is um, not too many epic surf spots in like the center of the U.S., which is where we do most of our touring or Europe. <laughs> you know, even like you really, it's like these weird places where you're like, yeah. We're probably the only band that's like, you know, played Bali three times, four times. You know, where you are like, yeah, who? you can't really make money doing that. No, but it's, no, it's fun. True. It's a blast.
0: That that is that is a blast. Did you did you say you guys played India before?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we played India a couple times. Um, South Africa. Um, we we went to Bangladesh one time to wow. kind of yeah. Um, Yeah, it's been amazing. We try and do some of our touring based on um, what we can kind of sometimes bring awareness to what's going on around the world. So, so, like, we had a a festival in... in, Two festivals in India that we were playing, and then we got to go over to Bangladesh to see what uh, this organization, Food for the Hungry, was doing, Mm. which they're awesome if you haven't checked them out. Um, And, yeah, so we got to jam with this this indigenous bangladeshi band that was like they didn't speak english and we didn't speak their language but it was just i mean those are the moments that i'll never forget you know it's how many shows have you played but when do you ever get a chance to to jam with these guys that you you don't even know what the instrument's called that they're playing yeah you
0: know? that's so rad no I, lo- I love that i love that that's cool now i don't think i know of anybody that's been to india on tour before um obviously like that's a place that i'm always interested in um yeah and like not just because i love indian food uh because just it's there's so many people there you know like a billion yeah. people live in this country i know there's rock music fans there you know and they don't don't nobody goes there you like, think there's yeah. gotta be you know i would love just to see how excited people would be to see you know an american rock band play you know It'd be so cool yeah. for people
1: no, it was wild. Um, both the festivals we, we played, we played, we did a tour there, and then we did a couple festivals. Um, and then I've, yeah, so I've been there a couple times. Um, and it is, it is just an overload. Like sight, smell, yeah, <laughs> noises, like the heat, the people all around, like, um, yeah. My first, we actually, my first thought when COVID hit was like, oh, India. Like that is a really tough place to try and, you know, social distance yourself because there's no way. Like you literally are within two feet of anyone at all times, you know.
0: I know, and they kept their numbers down for a while too, but inevitably, inevitably, it it was bad. Um, so you know, you talk about doing songs with a a Bangladeshi Bangladeshian uh band. I want to talk about the the song you did with Mandy Moore (laughs) back in the day. Um, I found that so interesting that that part of the the way that you guys transitioned from being, you know, a local band in the San Diego area to, you know, being on a major label was the Walk to Remember soundtrack, which at the time, I'm old enough to remember, you know, Mandy Moore was like a a musical artist and this was kind of like her foray into acting and nobody really knew if this movie was going to be a flop or obviously it, it turned into something pretty special. People really liked that movie. And here you guys are somehow on this soundtrack basically it's like a split record with you and Mandy Moore yeah uh which I felt <laughs> found was super strange super interesting and I never really got an answer as to how that kind of shook out because obviously that was a that paved the way for your career in a lot of ways no I
1: totally did so um I mean it's all like we were the local band you know we were like the you know, like you said and 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 my friend who i went to high school with that i I used to surf with and we used to go to concerts together she was working for this guy in la and they were looking for a song for mandy to sing during um that one scene where she sings a song and and um this guy's like you know we're looking for this song and and she she had barely just started working for for him and and she's like i think i got a song that, that could be good and it turned out you know it was our song is only hope and that was kind of the guy that that started the whole thing for us you know he his name's john lachey and he's mm-hmm. he's a great a great friend that um put a ton of our songs in there and started kind of getting the word out about you know what we do and yeah it was definitely a huge start and th- that whole thing was so funny i remember walking the red carpet and um this guy that everyone's taking pictures and we're it was so out of body and this guy like takes a couple pictures and then he, he looks at us and goes wait who are you guys <laughs> and then we're like well you don't, don't worry you don't have to take a picture we're we, you don't need this you know
0: yeah, yeah anytime i've done any of those red like red carpet event things i always just feel like such a poser you know, like I don't oh, belong yeah. here. <laughs> oh, I mean, we
1: literally came from like the 15 passenger van. Yeah, drove up to Hollywood, and we we're like, "Get out of the car!" Then we went straight back out on tour. And you're like, "Did that happen? Was
0: that a weird dream?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are you guys are Grammy winners. You you got you, no one can ever take that away from you. That is pretty cool. Um, right? Yeah. It was back at, it was about ten years ago. You won you won a Grammy, but you know that's. Any time you know, especially in the last ten years, how the Grammys have changed so much—they don't just hand them out to rock bands anymore. That's pretty cool. What was that experience like?
1: Uh, that was wild. The same thing where you are like, "What? What? What are we doing again?" Um, yeah, I think, I think for me that the Grammy and any of those kind of accolades um, kind of reinforce the idea that. It doesn't matter as much as you think it does. <laughs> you know, like, it's like um, your birthday or something where you're like, whoa, how does it feel to be 15? You're like, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of feels like 14 or, you know,
0: like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just turned 42 days ago. and So, I, I can relate to that, right? Yeah. I don't feel, feel any different. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel the same I'm the same dumbass I was when I was twenty five. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) That's those those are the things that for me I I think they kind of reinforce that. And it also makes me like um reinforces the idea that um the live experience of music is way more more important than the any form of like the external measures of success that are a little bit more uh subjective like you can't win a live show <laughs> it's like um not officially just, no no you just do it and 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 one guy up at the front is just loving it and he's just like that was the best and the guy at the back was like are you kidding me i hate that band you know what i mean like <laughs> and that's what's so beautiful about it yeah it, it's this subjective thing where you're like, yeah, um, you take what you, you take what you want from it. And, and like, I, I think for me, the takeaway of any of those award, awards is the idea that I love my job. I love playing music for people in the room then and there, you know, that's such a gift.
0: I, yeah, man, hundred percent. So speaking of Grammy nominated, um, I, and I know this is probably old news to you and maybe you don't laugh anymore when you see this, but I want to play this for the people. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to play this awesome thing that you guys did a couple years ago that made me laugh and still makes me laugh. Um, here we go. I think this is going to work. Yeah. We have audio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so much more have we lost ourselves?
2: <laughs> somewhere we live inside somewhere we live inside. we were live. <laughs> <We're lost laughs> more, i can't turn it off yet the guitar is too good <laughs> <our> <laughs>
0: So yeah, that there it is. Uh, "Meant to Live" metal version, which um, that's right. Y- yeah, yes. we
1: put that out on uh, April Fool's Day, and <laughs> people were pissed that we didn't come out with a metal record right after that. They were like, "What? <laughs> come on!"
0: It's it's just funny because it's like it's pretty good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> who, whose idea was to, was that to put put that together and like who who put it together? You know, and everything.
1: Yeah, you I can't just- remember.
0: Um,
1: I think we all thought it would be really funny, and then when it fu- when we finally got it pretty close, and it was time to sing on it, it was like, "Oh, oh no, uh, oh, we're going all the way there." All right, here, let's do this. But <laughs> we were like laughing so hard while we were doing it. I remember like that was the hardest part was getting a, a take where it was like not not a. Uh, you know bro- broken out with laughter halfway through
0: <laughs> was that you doing those screams
1: yeah oh yeah it's pretty
0: pretty good man uh, not bad I, I love i love screaming <laughs> yeah oh i love that so much man So what's the plan now with you guys? Obviously, like, it's been a little while since you put out a new record. Um, You have this, you know, obviously the solo stuff that is happening. But, you know, the fact that you can't tour like you usually do, you know, you do a live stream or whatever. Does that speed up maybe the cycle of of creativity at all? Is that even possible to do? Um, So, yeah. I mean,
1: I think I'm... um there's so many things involved. First of all, I love writing songs. So I write songs all the time. I'll write like 80, a hundred songs for a project. And wow. So there's like tons. I just, I've, I see it more like a diary or like every day I'll go surfing. If I get a chance, if I get a chance to write a song, I'll write a song, you know? Um, I don't see them as like, um, like th- it doesn't have to be the song, you know, it, it's just, it's just um, it's a discipline you know okay and yeah. so with the switch foot you know with being on lockdown and having all these uh, mixed feelings let's call them i the songs were this ready-made outlet where it's like okay yeah let's let's find some place for all this negativity and that's that's kind of what i did during a lot of the the quarantine and so the solo s- project certainly a part of that. And right now we're actually working with uh, Tony Berg, who is an incredible musician producer. He's done stuff with um, Phoebe Bridgers and Blake yeah. Mills and a bunch of people. And um, it, uh, Chad Blake is going to mix the record. And we're so pumped about the next Switchfoot project, which maybe comes out in three or four months or something like that so awesome. the concept being i don't know what the world's gonna be like tomorrow i'm just gonna keep making music the part of the world that i can control i'm gonna make it beautiful
0: now okay i'm a, I'm a songwriter too and i'm I'm a slow songwriter i don't yeah. write very quickly when i hear about people saying this like oh yeah i wrote 50 songs or whatever you just said you wrote eight, you eighty to a hundred for for a project. Now, do you mean you actually wrote eighty to a hundred like completed songs, all the way done, or is that like eighty to a hundred like ideas, like you got a verse and a chorus, minute long clip kind of thing? Like, is are we are we talking about completed lyrics? Like, like I I know it's a little bit of a technical question, but I yeah. am actually curious about that. So, um,
1: it depends, like, um. Like if, yeah, if you're talking like voice memos, like I got 80 to 100 ideas and you're like, well, that doesn't really count. Well, I mean, it kind of counts,
0: but uh, is that what you mean or do you mean you have like 80 demos that you've actually recorded like three minute songs or whatever? I mean, so we used to do, so for Hello Hurricane,
1: we did like full flushed out um, songs. Like it was like intro, verse, chorus, verse two chorus bridge chorus outro like and and every and and the drum sounds and and there were like probably 80 of those
0: yeah
1: and we we realized that like you kind of know whether you love the song or not like the second verse and the bridge aren't gonna really like turn the song around (laughs) you know like if you're like you know, I hate that intro. I hate the first <laughs> verse, verse. The chorus sucks. But you know what? The second verse, I think you make the record. <laughs> so we started doing this thing where we'd do just like intro, first verse, and chorus. And then that and and really like spend a, a chunk of time making sure that it that you know what it is. Um as as a demo. And then so that's basically what we would do. Like that was that's, and if if we really felt it, we would continue and flush the song out, but right. that that would be like our our understanding of do we love it or not? Because I mean, I think um when you make an album, so much of it is like how how do these songs get along? How do they fit with each other? you know
2: yeah
1: um, do they feel like they're a good family, or is is this guy just he's a good song but he does not fit? with this you know and i think that's as important as how good the song is
0: absolutely no that's a great explanation um thank you for that um so so what's next so what's next though you guys are you guys doing more live streams after the the beautiful um uh, letdown one are you like do you do, do, are you hoping to do some shows is anything actually on the books we have i mean i'm
1: sure like every band does um Uh, a tour that is planned tentative um with some friends of ours it's not public yet but um Mm -hmm. we're hoping that that will come through for the fall and we'll see um i at the beginning of all this i I might have been a lot more nervous and and weary and and freaked out now i'm kind of like it'll happen when it happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know, and, and, um, but yeah, so that's, we're hoping to get the album out in a couple months and then go on tour in the fall, see what happens.
0: Yeah. Who I knows? Mean, Even right. as
1: I'm saying that, I'm like, is that crazy? Is that really going to happen?
0: It, it, well, I mean, when you booked it, you, you know what I mean? When you, when you talked about doing it, it probably wasn't as crazy as maybe it's starting to get now, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's, I guess now like that the numbers are at least here. I know they're falling a little bit now three weeks ago, they sure weren't, you know? Um, so yeah. I don't know, I guess well, it's, it's always wait and see, but yeah. it's, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I look back at when it all started in, you know, middle of March last year and the agent said, okay, well, we're going to, um, reschedule the shows for, uh, July, I was like yeah. July. I was like I-, I don't think we need that long. Like let you know like how about May, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. and it's so funny how we were just both completely uh you know, just in in denial of the whole yeah. of the whole the whole thing.
1: <laughs> well, no I don't even know if it's denial. I think it's it's um we're going through something that we've never been through anything like it before. Yeah. You know, it's it's truly like this this um, it has no parallel, so it's not, I don't, I wouldn't say it's denial, I just think we're we're all ignorant, you know, and, yeah. and two months from now we'll know what happened now, you know <laughs> I know it is a strange, strange thing um, to walk through you know, it's, it's definitely as, as people that are in the industry of bringing people together where you're like, okay,
0: how's that gonna work for you Man, I know, uh, I know. Um, so, a fan question here, and I encourage if anybody in the chat has a question for for John, uh, post it up. Um, this is uh, this is one that's maybe pretty interesting, maybe for maybe not for you, but uh, um, uh, you've kept the same members the entire time. That's pretty unheard of. What do you think makes your band different from other bands? Okay, it's
1: true, that is right? a good question. I I don't know. Um, we I think having a brother in the band helps mm-hmm. because he is, you know, it kind of forced us all to be at that level of of honesty. And I mean, no matter what, you're going to see your brother for Thanksgiving and Christmas, so you got to keep it keep it together, you know. Um, and I think the funny thing is for me, with all of these friendships that have formed, um, they mean more than whatever entity switch foot is you know the friendship is way more valuable than some sort of commodity and i feel like that i would you know take a bullet for them that's easy um sometimes in in the creative space you had kind of have to take some bullets and find right. ways through things you know and i that's not easy or, or i don't know how we've done it but that's it's certainly a a conscious effort to, to make sure that we're continuing to do that.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I just imagine, I don't have a brother, but I imagine if you <coughs> spend all that time with them in the band creatively on the road and then, you know, the tour's over and it's like, Oh yeah. Are you going to be at a uh, mom and dad's tonight for uh, dinner? Yeah. Like, is, does that ever get a little bit like I'm a little sick of you, man. <laughs> I have to see you all the time. And you're also my brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were times where we went through a really dark period where we were like, yeah, pretty much at, e- at each other's throats, you oh. know. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think part of that is is natural and having to learn how to fight in a way that um, pr- brings you through it rather than just on some sort of spin cycle where you just continue that tension and that, frustration and anger and um yeah so i mean i'm still i still have so much to learn but that there was a period that i'm thankful that we're not in now that was really really heavy but i think the ego can get in the way of a lot you know and the moment you take that out of the way and say all right let's the best idea win let's go um then i think you can cover some ground a lot quicker
0: yeah i totally agree and here's another question, too. I'm going to put it up on the screen. now. if you can see that.
1: Yes, I uh, oh, got it. The wrong,
0: actually, the wrong one I clicked on. I okay. Had, I hadn't even read that one yet because it just came in from Kebrock. But thank you. But Music Stutz says, uh, who's the person you have met or heard of who you were most surprised to hear they were a Switchfoot fan? Uh,
1: we've... Um, the two musical collaborations that i've done that people might not be like might scratch their heads at um (laughs) meatloaf has nice has a john foreman song on his bad out of hell three i think it is and um cypress (laughs) hill has they did a remix uh with meant to live this is how we rock is the title of it and cool. it ends with a gunshot. It's like the toughest we've ever been, but we, you know.
0: <laughs> I love Cypress Hill.
1: Yeah, Ooh. dude. It was, I got a chance to share the stage with a couple of those guys. With um, Tom Morello used to do these things where he'd bring everybody together, and somehow I got in his Rolodex, and he he'd call me up for these things, and um, they were filled with like it was like you know um perry farrell slash ben harper you know cypress hill and me and it'd be like ah sure i mean i'll you know like tiny little club but yeah the cypress hill those guys were always really really cool
0: that's cool we played a festival with, with them once i i don't remember much about it except that I went on like I was able to go on the stage to watch the band cuz you know I had a I had a pass or whatever. I got to be like a cool guy over there, you know. Oh yeah. And um and they had this giant inflatable mushroom, like magic yeah. mushroom on the stage that was so big, like it was obviously just like a one size fits all festival mushroom, I guess. But yeah. the stage wasn't that big. So it was just ridiculous like everyone was like had to go around the mushroom. <laughs> and of course, I've never smelled like there's never been more weed smoke around me in my life like i was just i felt like i was like floating in space I, dude. I thought
1: when we we played with them they had a uh they had an inflatable like weed oh yeah like leaf so probably so I, I maybe they've got maybe they have interchangeable maybe it depends <laughs> on the, the vibe like what are you feeling guys you know <laughs>
0: exactly oh that's that's very funny um yeah a couple more questions if you don't mind sticking around and i'll let you go where was it here this is kind of maybe interesting what is the most rewarding tour you've done you've done a lot of tours uh and rewarding can mean a lot of different things too right what do you say and rewarding can mean a lot of different things too. it can i
1: know that's such a strange thing because i i think the most rewarding, the first two things that come to mind, we got a chance to go to South Africa and, um, we helped out with this, these kids, um, outside of Cape town in a town called, um, Stellenbosch. And that was, th- that's the first thing that came to mind was yeah. like planting gardens and hanging out with these kids. And I got a chance to record these kids in this village and they were singing and dancing and, and we just had mics that we borrowed from the university. And um, yeah, that was, that was a highlight. It's funny cause rewarding is as I'm thinking of it, it kind of translates in my head as a ton of work, but it actually rewards you for the work. The other tour that I'm thinking of is um, I'm going to, A side project called fiction family and we did a tour where the van broke down literally every day (laughs) and that's i don't know why those are the things that pop in my head but those would be the two most rewarding tours that i've i've ever been a part of
0: so okay you have to explain how the van breaking down every day was rewarding it was this thing where it
1: galvanized all of us right We had an equal, we had this, this common enemy and we were like (laughs) going to make it through, you know? And it was freezing. It was like the, one of the coldest winters on record everywhere we went. It was like, this is the coldest day on record. And the van wouldn't start and we'd be out there in the cold. I stabbed the guy in the ear by accident, like all sorts of crazy (laughs) stuff happened, but we made it through and it was one of the most rewarding tours I've been a part of. (laughs)
0: There you go. I love that answer. And yeah, what is that big hatch behind you, John? Okay. It, it, so it, this.
1: It, yeah, you said you built a submarine. We we did. We were like, we we're gonna go on tour like everyone else, and we we said, well, let's let's have our friend, who's a incredible like, uh, craftsman, woodsman. He had all this spare wood, and he's like, I'll put it up at your studio, and then the place next door to us said, hey, we're getting rid of this thing. Do you want it? We said yes, we do. <laughs> so that that is that is the door to 2022. We're gonna open it someday. We're gonna get there. I love it.
0: There you go. There you go. That's great. That's great. Do you know what the Bangladeshi band was called? Someone's no, actually I mean, asking if they're actually th- curious. They, um,
1: they. I mean, it was it was way outside of Dhaka, and they were. I don't know that they've ever recorded anything. They were just a, a local group. Yeah. Like maybe a couple hours from Dhaka. In, I mean, from I'm in my ignorance feeling like the middle of nowhere. So I don't, I don't know that they, I'm sure they had a name, it, but I don't know
0: if they've ever recorded any music. Right. Well, you said they didn't speak English too. So that would have been pretty hard. To yeah. It's kind of shut down the whole yes. like language barrier. Yes, right. Absolutely. Well, John, we did the thing, man. Um, Thank you so much for for taking the time to come on here on Twitch with with everybody. Thanks to the chat for for asking some questions and and listening to to John and, and myself chat. And um anything else to tell the people before uh, I let you go? Anything we no, missed? No, I
1: mean I I'm always uh, whenever people, you know, I love chatting. You're good at what you do, Shane. Keep Thanks, keep man. doing it. And um yeah, and, and I I I really feel thankful, you know, to be able to to do this. And I'm thankful for all the people that have listened to the record. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. And I hope it moves you in a year where none of us are really moving that much.
0: Yes. Yes. No, the, the new John Foreman record is called Departures. It just came out, just came out on Friday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of vibe to it, man. There's a lot to take away from it. It, it kind of takes you on this ride and, and I really enjoy it. So yeah, everybody make sure, make sure you check it out departures from my friend john foreman thank you pal um i'll let you go thanks again
1: peace all right have a good one
0: take care bye so there it is with john what a lovely fellow that was super cool i really do appreciate him taking the time coming on live with me on twitch and doing the whole thing and thank you everybody for tuning in Whether it's just now listening to this podcast if you're driving or at work Or sitting around Or whether you dove Into the trenches of Twitch.tv .tv slash To watch this one live It's all good but seriously yes Twitch is a thing now I know I'm pushing it really hard Because it's pretty fun It's pretty fun to have the interaction With you guys too right as I'm doing this So don't sleep on that It's a good thing Next week, of course, I'll be back right here on the podcast feed with a brand new episode. And don't forget, every Friday, Mike, Howell, and I will be talking new music. We are calling it New Noise. Shout out to Refuse, the legends. We're calling it New Noise now. Every Friday, check it out. And we do that live on Twitch, too, on Wednesdays. So if you want a head start on that or you want to interact with me and Mike, You can do that as well Time has been changing We've done 6 o'clock a few times 8pm a few times 3pm a few times So it varies Keep your ear to the ground But you'll get notifications if you follow us on Twitch So do that, okay? Now we all know the Switchfoot classics And they got so many great songs But I want to play a track From John Foreman's solo album Which is out now Departures It's a good one I really enjoy it Here is a track called A Place Called Earth on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next time.